And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. Lots to talk about on today's show. We are going to talk a little bit about the Islanders and their future, including where they may play next season if there are indeed games in front of fans. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on around the league with regard to the coronavirus We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and as part of our Back to the Future segment, we look at a young Islanders prospect who is going to be a very important part of this team going forward. So, lots to talk about. If there's something that's on your mind, please feel free to contact us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter, the handle at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news about the New York Islanders and anything else that's going on related to the team. All right, so plenty to get to. Let's start with this uh, interesting tweet from Kevin Mayer uh, or Marr of News 12, basically saying that Nassau County Executive Laura Curran is telling news reporters that she's having very important and big conversations to try to get the Islanders to play next season in Nassau County. That realistically means at the Nassau Coliseum, but obviously, you know, a few things have to happen to make that possible. And we have to figure out Also, what's going to be happening with the game itself? We still do not know whether the NHL will be able to complete the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, when and if there will be hockey in the 2020-2021 season, and then whether or not those games will be played in front of fans, and then if so, how many fans will they be playing to third capacity, half capacity, uh... All of this unknown at this time, but apparently the Nassau County Executive working to try to ensure that if, in the event, that there is hockey played in front of fans, the Nassau Coliseum would be the venue of choice for the Islanders. And realistically, that is the the best idea going, it just is something that has to be, uh, you know, worked out as far as the details of that 
are concerned. Obviously, you know, Brooklyn, the Barclays Center, the relationship between the Islanders and Barclays, not always the best. And, uh, you know, Barclays Center probably loses money with each home game the Islanders play in order to put the ice down, maintain it, keep the building cool and, and everything it needs to do in order to have hockey played there. Whereas, for better or for worse, the Nassau Coliseum doesn't have any other tenants, doesn't have uh, any other, you know, permanent anchor tenants, and really does need the Islanders to try to fill in the dates that are just sitting there where the building is empty or near empty. So it makes more sense for the Nassau Coliseum to be the temporary home of the Islanders next year if, again, there are games with fans. But one step at a time, let's see where we go from here. But I believe that somehow, some way, the Nassau Coliseum will be the home of the Islanders for the 2020-2021 season once things get underway. Meanwhile, uh, some good news, we hope, with regard to NHL facilities. The Tampa Bay Lightning have reopened their workout areas for the voluntary Phase 2 workouts that are being held. They closed them up five days or six days now ago after several players and staff members tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. So now they've scrubbed the place down, cleaned it up, and reopened it for players to work out. Unfortunately, right now, because they opened up as quickly as they did and didn't take all the precautions they could have, Florida is now one of the hot spots in the country for coronavirus with more, well, more than 109,000 cases total and more than 5,500 new cases overnight. So again, everybody has to watch carefully. They can scrub down the facility and that's smart and that's good and that's something they obviously have to do, but they also have to be able to keep the players safe. And I, I didn't understand why the NHL a couple of days ago said that they were now going from six players allowed on the ice as part of their protocol to 12, because more than half the states right now in this country uh, have their numbers either steady or increasing as far as new coronavirus cases. And, you know, Better to go slow and be safe than it is to rush things back. And going from 6 to 12 players on the ice, I, I don't know if the risks, you know, if the benefits outweigh the risks of trying to pull that off. As of right now, the Islanders still working out uh, at their facility across the street from the Nassau Coliseum. And thankfully, Long Island right now, you know, the numbers are way down. Uh, with regard to new cases, and hopefully we can keep it that way. And um, hopefully the Islanders, as their number of players continues to grow, 
and work out, and eventually when their official training camp gets underway next month, that they can continue to do so safely, and that way we can have playoffs this year. And if you want to take great care of your car this year and in the future, check out rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for any brick-and-mortar store to stock all the car parts you need. But why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait until the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand and where, that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com in your home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few clicks and it's delivered directly to your door, and that's a big benefit during this difficult time. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Okay, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy birthday to Robert Reichel, a native of the Czech Republic, 49 years old today, came into the NHL with the Calgary Flames back in 1990-91 after spending two years in the professional league in Czechoslovakia, uh, joined the Islanders late in the 1996-97 season and spent all of the next two campaigns with the Islanders. In his career, Reichel with 830 NHL games, 252 goals, 630 points, played in 70 playoff games uh, in the National Hockey League and added eight goals and 31 points in the postseason. So, Robert Reichel is our Islanders' birthday boy of the day. The Islanders acquired Reichel in a trade with the Calgary Flames, sending Tyrone Garner and Marty McGinnis to Calgary, along with a sixth-round pick in the 1997 entry draft. That trade took place on March 18th at the trade deadline in 1997. By the way, uh, Ilya Demidov was the player that the Flames used that pick on. And uh, eventually, the Islanders trading Reichel away. That trade taking place March 20th, 1999, as the Islanders shipped Reichel to the Arizona Coyotes, uh, along with a third and fourth round pick in the 1999 draft. In exchange, the Islanders got Brad Isbister and a 1999 third-round pick that they used to take Brian Collins. So those are the deals that got us and Robert Reichel here. 
and then that had him leave Long Island. Reichel's best game as an Islander, no question about it, November 26th, 1997, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the New York Rangers, and you know it's a Rangers-Islanders game when there's just a lot of extracurricular activity going on uh, pretty quickly after the opening of the game. Islanders took the lead just a minute 52 into the contest, Reichel getting his 10th of the season, Assist to Sergei Nemchinov and Ziggy Palfi, and it's 1-0 Islanders. Then Rich Pilon and P.J. Stock drop the gloves. That at 3:51, pretty good fight there. At the end of the first period, the Islanders leading the Rangers by a score of 1-0. Mike Richter and Tommy Salo, by the way, the goaltenders in this game. In the second period, the Islanders' power play gets going, and they add to their lead, basically with a penalty to Pat LaFontaine of the Rangers. He was called for hooking at 14:44. Kenny Janssen scores with the extra attacker, his fifth, Robert Reichel and Travis Green with the assists, and after 40 minutes, the Islanders held a 2 to nothing advantage. In the third period, the Islanders kept pouring it on. Robert Reichel strikes again. His 11th from Brian Smolinski at 11:20, And in the third period, the Islanders' power play strikes again. Brian Leach called for hooking at 12:52, And Robert Reichel completes his hat trick with a power play goal. His third of the game, 12th of the season. Kenny Johnson and Travis Green with the assists. For Robert Reichel, his first and only hat trick as a member of the Islanders. Looked like we would have had a shutout in this game. Tommy Salo really doing a good job of turning pucks aside. And the Islanders really did a good job of limiting the Rangers' opportunities. But with three minutes and 16 seconds left in regulation, Alex Kovalev spoils Salo's shutout bid getting his fifth goal of the year, Brian Scrudland and Adam Graves with the assists. Islanders go on to defeat the Rangers by a score of 4-1. to one. Salo makes 17 saves to earn the victory in this one when facing only 18 shots. Uh, we talked about Reichel, three goals, one assist in this game. He was a plus two along with Sergei Nemchinov to lead the Islanders. Other Islanders with multiple point games in this one. Kenny Janssen with a goal and an assist. Travis Green with two helpers, Reichel and Brian Smolinski, each leading the Islanders with four shots on goal. Tom Chorsky and Marius Tchaikovsky next with three apiece. But for Robert Reichel, no doubt this was the best game offensively that he played with the New York Islanders. They win 4-1. to one. Reichel, three goals, one assist, a part of each goal that the Islanders scored in this one. By the way, uh, after going to Phoenix, Reichel spent uh, three seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs before heading back to the Czech Republic to play in 2004-2005. He retired 
at the end of the 2009-2010 season. So once again, happy 49th birthday to former Islanders center Robert Reichel as we remember his best game as an Islander. All right, so time for our Back to the Future segment. That is our theme this week. And next week, we've already talked about uh, the Islanders' new home. We've talked a little bit about Ilya Sorokin. We are now today going to talk about a player who is already on the Islanders' roster, but who, in my opinion, is going to be one of the big parts of this team in a pretty short amount of time. And I'm talking about defenseman Noah Dobson. Now, Dobson played in half of the Islanders' games this season, played in 34 contests, one goal, his first goal in the National Hockey League, six assists. He was a minus one, uh, plus minus. And look, it's very possible, depending on the health of all the different defensemen out there, that when the playoffs get underway this year, Dobson is not going to see the ice very much, if at all. And don't be shocked by that. But here's the thing. By playing 34 games, Noah Dobson this year in the NHL gained valuable experience. And here is a kid. I'm going to just explain this to you. Dobson is 6'4", but he weighs only 184 pounds. And to play effective defenseman, in the NHL, to be an effective defenseman in the NHL, you need more size than that. And Dobson, is, he gained valuable experience this year, but he has all the tools that you could want with regard to, you know, the talent of being a very good player in this league for a long time. And there's a reason he was drafted with the 12th overall pick just a couple of years ago in 2018. His skating skills are very good. He's got good speed. He changes direction well. He accelerates well. He can fight through checks when he has the puck, or at least he did in juniors. A little tougher to do that against grown men in the National Hockey League mostly because of the fact that if he's weighing 184, 185 pounds, going up against guys who weigh 20, 30 pounds more, uh, it's a little more difficult to power your way through. So the skating skills are there. The passing skills are also there. And Dobson, throughout his career in juniors, very good at creating plays off the rush, quarterbacking the power play, he has good vision on the ice, is a good passer, and knows how to open up shooting lanes and passing lanes, both for himself and his teammate. He already saw in the 34 games that he played this season some time on the power play, and he has a good slap shot that is pretty accurate for the most part. Uh, And should, you know, his accuracy should improve over time as he gains experience. He has, you know, again, the ability to 
find that opening to get his shot through, and he has a pretty quick release. The other thing that certainly Barry Trotz really likes about Dobson, he is smart in his own zone, knows how to play good positional hockey, keeps opposing forwards in front of him, uh, and isn't afraid to sacrifice his body and pay the price, as they say, to block a number of shots. So, again, the thing is his size. Right now, Noah Dobson is 20 years old. He just turned 20 in January. When this season started, he was still a teenager. And the more he puts on weight, gets stronger, grows into his body is sort of the expression that uh, a lot of scouts use. But let's just say this, until he physically matures uh, and, you know, stops growing, lifts weights, puts on functional hockey strength and size, he has the chance to really be the quarterback of the Islanders' power play, a top-pair defenseman, uh, if not that, certainly a very good second-pair defenseman, a guy who can play on the power play, who can be on the ice in his own zone in key situations, and who can be on the ice when you need a goal, you know, down by a goal or in a tie game late. You could put Noah Dobson on the ice and have him be the kind of player you rely on in crunch time. Right now, if you watched him this season, you didn't necessarily see that because he still is inexperienced and still undersized for an NHL defenseman. But, in my opinion, you'll see a big improvement from Noah Dobson next season. And by the time the Islanders open up in their new home at the Belmont Park Arena in the fall of 2021, Noah Dobson will be probably at least a second-pair defenseman. And not that long after that, I think this kid could be a mainstay on the Islanders' blue line for many, many years to come. The player that a lot of scouts compared him to as ter- when he was coming out for the draft a couple of years ago was Alex Pietrangelo of the St. Louis Blues. And that would be a beautiful type of player for the Islanders to add to their blue line uh, when all is said and done. So uh, I am high on Noah Dobson, and I think, you know, if our theme right now is back to the future, if we were to go into the DeLorean and head forward five years, Noah Dobson is a top-pair defenseman on the New York Islanders and, you know, has the potential to be even an all-star if everything breaks right, he stays healthy, gets the right coaching, etc. So I'm very high on Noah Dobson. I think he's got a bright future with the New York Islanders. All right, if you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend, tell a family member, a fellow Islanders fan, and you can also help us out by leaving us a five-star rating 
and a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. That's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the next episode of Locked On NHL. That'll give you a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And remember, we're always one day closer to the resumption of hockey. And of course, let's go Islanders.